Hey fam, welcome to Stronger Together, Closer to God podcast. This is Minister Vernon, and in part two of our episode, But Words Do Hurt, we are focusing on the person who is the receiving end of the harsh words from their spouse. If the receiver does not have strategies to handle the darts that are thrown at them, they can open a way for the enemy to enter their space. Words do hurt and can hinder the growth of the marriage. From friends to lovers, to kisses and cuddles, we are doing it God's way. This This is Stronger Together, Closer to God. If you ask me which person from the Bible I would love to sit down and have a one-on-one interview with, it would be Job and his wife. And here's the reason why. Job 2 verse 9 says, Job's wife said to him, why are you trying to stay innocent? Curse God and die. I wonder how Job felt in that situation. That would be my question to him. What were the thoughts that were running through your mind? Because I can only imagine if my wife said a statement similar to that to me, I would feel deflated because it just attacked my personality, who I am, and and discrediting myself. In other words, it's being disrespectful to me as the head of the house. Why would something like Joe's wife said hurt? Why would your spouse say something to you that just cuts down deep into your physical and emotional or mental or spiritual areas of your life that it would deflate you and make you feel less than who God says you truly are. Well, one reason is because what they said tastes as sweet from their mouth may actually be received as bitter and out of the blue. Job 20 verses 12 through 13, one of his friends mentions this and says, evil may taste sweet in their mouths and they may hide it under their tongue. So we get an understanding from here that sometimes the words that might come out of our mouths will actually be sometimes might sound sweet, might sound truthful, and obviously something that I had a concern that I want to express to you. But how we say it and the tone we say it in the process could end up being more damaged than good. And because there appears to be an underlying innuendo in this statement, that can cause some problems too. Psalms 10 verse 7 says, Their mouths are full of curses, lies, and threat. They use their tongue for sin and evil. The attention might have been good to explain something as simple as, I need you to take out the trash, please. But it's different when it says, You don't always take out the trash. You are being lazy. Does it require to go in that depth of the situation? Probably not. Maybe there's an opportunity where the spouse might have to take some time to learn what was going on for them not to be able to do something so simple to do, but wasn't being done. And that's where we got to listen to each other and have that rich conversation. And there's also probably because the words not only hurt, it leaves open wounds that may not heal. Psalm 64 verses 3 to 4 say, They sharpen their tongues like swords and shoot bitter words like arrows. From their hiding places, they shoot at innocent people. They shoot suddenly and they are not afraid. Proverbs 140 verse 3 says they make their tongues sharp as a snake. Their words are like snake poison. And Psalms 5 verse 9 says their throats are like open graves. They use their tongues for telling lies. Then there's also Jeremiah 9 verse 8 that says the tongues are like sharp arrows. Their mouths speak lies. Everyone speaks nicely to his neighbor, but he is secretly planning to attack him. 
See, this is why when we go back to Job 2 verse 9, look at Job's wife's statement. Why are you trying to stay innocent? Curse God and die. Probably for Job in this scenario, he probably not only felt deflated by this statement, but shocked and surprised because out of all the people in my life that I would think has my back, who is supporting me, who's lifting my arms up and guiding me in the right direction that God has given us the wisdom and guidance to do, you would think that would be your spouse. And sometimes we're human and we say statements that we didn't realize we said that hurt and cause pain and they can leave scars and sometimes open wounds for a long time. It also opens up the opportunity for the enemy to intercede and impact us. So we got to study our mate. Why we have to study our mate? Because we got to understand why did they speak in the way that they did? I call it cape because really what Joe's wife had on was a cape. And sometimes that cape might not be from a good spirit, but it might be from the enemy. And that cape stands for childhood, attitude, parents, and events in life. Let's check it out. It could be because of childhood experiences, probably in the observation of interacting with their peers or observing other peers or other adults when they were in situations of conflict. How did they answer or respond to those scenarios? Sometimes we pick up some great things from people, but there are times we pick up some things that are not good. And it has came from an observation to a thought to repeating that thought over and over. And then all of a sudden it becomes a habit in our own lives. And if we don't resolve it and change that habit, we will keep it and we will do those things to other people. Could be because of an attitude. One's attitude could be impacted. In other words, that the way that I have always speak, which is I'm going to speak truth and I'm going to share my thoughts, sounds good. But if it has a bitterness to it or it stings real hard, it can do more damage than good. It could be the impact of parents how the parents raise your spouse. And that's why it's very important as you study your mate, we, we encourage this with couples that are those who are courting. Make sure you take time to study not only your mate, study your mates, parents, grandparents, families, and friends because of the fact that you want to see how they interact with each other. You also want to see how the other family members and friends interact along with their other peers because sometimes we pick up habits from people that we think was good but really isn't. And then the last one could be the events in their life. And I think in the scenario with Joe's wife, given the fact that they just had their children taken away, they had animal stock and livestock and everything taken away from them. Probably conversations that Joe's wife was having. It's a possibility that seeing all these scenarios and everything just got her frustrated. It wasn't that she wasn't hurting Joe. It was just the circumstances and the situations that was occurring was just overwhelming. And to come back to Job, she had to ask this question. Why you stay innocent? You must have done something wrong that have brought God into this situation or this scenario. So why don't you just curse God and die? Why don't you just give up and just give up your life? And then we won't be in this nightmare that we're going through. So as a result of you receiving those words, James 3, 6 through 8 gives us an understanding of what the impact is. The tongue is like fire. If we know anything about fire, all it takes is one little spark and you can have a small spark turn into a huge fire and tongues can be like that. James 3 continues and says the tongue spreads its evil through the whole body. 
The tongue is set on fire by hell and it starts a fire that influences all of life. So those thoughts that have come in, I have expressed them and I'm frustrated. Now it's fire. I'm going to spew those words out. I might be trying to tell truth to you, but unfortunately for that spouse, the end result is the way that it comes out tends to be the impact where it causes fire in the other person instead of a loving spirit that can encourage and uplift the individual. So what is the solution when a person speaks to you that way? Well, I came up with this word called save. S-A-V-E. S standing for surrender and avoid sin. A, apologize if necessary. V, versus. And E, evaluate your responsive thoughts. What do I mean? Well, when you surrender, you're going to surrender your spouse and you're going to surrender your marriage and the situation to God. Psalms 120 verse 1 says, when I am in trouble, I call to the Lord and he answers me. Notice it did not say when I'm in trouble, I call onto myself and resolve the situation. Sometimes you might have to go into your separate corner and call on the Lord. There have been many times that and when my wife and I have a disagreement that I will go straight to the Bible. I will go into God's word and get wisdom and guidance to find out what did I say or what did I do If I was in the wrong, then I need to apologize. If it's a situation that God reveals to me that, no, she's in the wrong. This is the things you need to do. I'm going to be listening and being attentive to God's word to get wisdom and guidance. Proverbs 2 verses 3 through 4 from the message translation says, So now you can pick out what's true and fair. Find all good trails. Lady wisdom will be your close friend and brother knowledge your pleasant companion. Good sense will scout out ahead for danger. Insight will keep an eye out for you. They'll keep you from making wrong turns or following the bad directions. See, we need to have wisdom and we need to have knowledge. Sometimes that wisdom and knowledge comes through our, like we said before, accountability partners. Sometimes that wisdom and knowledge can come through the Bible and it can come through resources. Last time I mentioned the good fight from Dr. Les and Leslie Perrick, great resource that can teach you strategies and things to do to to avoid those bad fights and just only focus on the good fights that will make y'all stronger together, closer to God. Sometimes you're going to need to do the A, apologize. If you were in the wrong, confess your sins and apologize to your spouse. There's nothing wrong to apologizing for the mistakes that you made. There have been plenty of times I have to apologize for the, to my wife because I may have said something or did something that was not pleasing to her, which means it wasn't pleasing to God when I went to God about it. And so I need to apologize and take responsibility on my part. Now, as far as my spouse, as far as my wife, I'm going to pray that she will realize the error of her ways and let God talk to her to to intercede and have her come and confess through her mouth the errors of her ways. Then there's the V, verses. You should always surround yourself with verses, verses that will protect you. Yes, your closest people can hurt you and they can hurt you more than the people that is around you. Psalms 115 verse 9 says, Family Israel, trust the Lord. He is your helper and protection. This is something I have to remind myself. Sometimes I will even repeat 1 Corinthians 13 and just remind myself, I am patient. I am loving. I am kind. I speak those affirmations over my life so that way I don't make the mistake of saying something or doing something that could jeopardize or tear and rip apart the situation so the enemy can kill, steal, and destroy our marriage. 
And Proverbs 2 verses 7 to 9 says, like a shield, he protects the innocent. He makes sure that justice is done and he protects those who are loyal to him. Then you will understand what is honest and fair and what is good and right thing to do. Notice what this verse says. It did not say for you to get revenge. It says that if you are speaking truth, know that God shields and protects God will intervene and God will speak to them. But we got to make sure we continue to pray for our spouse and pray for wisdom and guidance for ourselves so that we can be the best helpmate for our spouse. Now, I said the S, I said the A, I said the V, the last is the E, which is evaluate your response to your spouse. Because you might have to sometimes have to stand up and speak for yourself and share wisdom to your spouse. We'll see this in a second, how Joe responds. But Bishop T.D. Jakes once said, Once I open my mouth, my thoughts have become public. And once they have become public, they are going to be scrutinized and criticized. That is why I must incubate them in the womb of my mind before I birth them out of the canal of my mouth. Someone must be the God-centered person in the situation so that can bring peace into the relationship and bring clarity so that y'all can move. And so therefore, Job 27 verse 4 says, my lips will not speak evil and my tongue will not tell a lie. Because Proverbs 140 verse 4 reminds us, Lord will guard me with the power of the wicked people. He will protect me from the cruel people trying to trip me up. So when I go back and I look at Job verses 10, this is how Job responds. He says, Job answers, you are talking like a foolish woman. Should we take only good things from God and not trouble? In spite of all this, Job did not sin in what he said. In other words, he was telling his wife, no matter our ups and downs, our success and our challenges, I am not going to curse God. I am continuing to go praise him. I am going to continue to worship him. And I'm going to continue to be open for the wisdom and the understanding of what to do moving forward ahead. Because I will truly bring the vindication of the Heavenly Father in our marriage, in our relationship, in our life. And I am not going to do that. In summary, we just want to remind you, why do words hurt? Because what tastes as sweet from their mouths may actually receive a bitter taste in yours, and it can come out of the blue. There are times when there appears to be underlying innuendos in the statements they say, and their words not only hurt, it can leave open wounds that may not heal. And sometimes it's not only because of the circumstances of experience that we talked about Kate. It could be because of childhood. It could be because of their attitude. It could be about their experience with their parents and how they solve and observe conflict. And it could be events in their lives that has happened. And the results of you receiving these words is like fire and it can spread if it's not quenched immediately. Therefore, the solution is to save, is to surrender and avoid sin, is to apologize when necessary, is to surround yourself with verses that will be hold you arms lifted up and accountable to the Heavenly Father and evaluate how you respond to your spouse. Make sure to visit our website at s2c2gministry.com where you can find out how to subscribe to the show, learn more about our ministry and the different coaching and workshop activities we host in the area. And while you're at it, drop us a line and let us know what thoughts are about the podcast today. If you found value in the show and would like to partner with us, just click on the partner tab on our website or go to bit.ly backslash partner for for marriage please tell a friend about the show and until next time peace and blessings to all of you